Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast, and I hope you're ready, because we're ready. It's time right. for football previews. That it is. That it is. But first, I'm going to give a little opening line here. Ben is coming to you live from the home of the NBA champions, and I am coming to you live not from the home of the NBA champions, and that makes me happy. Perhaps happier than you. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was this morning. It makes me happy. This morning, I was rocking my uh, loyal citizen of a terrible city T-shirt in honor of uh, <laughs> Molly Caram Rose calling Milwaukee a terrible city. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a Bucks fan, but I, I do hate the Suns, and so for the enemy two of your weeks enemy. in July, I was a Bucks fan, and yeah, I got me a. A Bucks in six uh, championship shirt that should be shipping within the next few days, hopefully, and uh, I'll be wearing it around Phoenix happily and proudly with just a just a sly little smirk. I uh, so a, a guy who I work with went down there for the two games that the Suns okay. won. Uh, and he, oh, game one and two in, in yeah. Phoenix. Okay, and he okay. and he talked about that the environment there was terrible. Because everyone was, you know, trying to be like Bucks or uh, Sons and Four guys. Oh, my God. And they all wanted yes. to fight and they all wanted to get their 15 minutes and they all were trying to video. Uh, and it's like, you know, yeah. and he, yeah. you know, like somebody like sh- said to his wife, like, I'm not afraid to hit a woman. And she was, oh, just, like, she was just sitting there, you know. Class, class, class. I mean, I, I know every city, <clears throat> I'm sure has their share of classless fans. There's, I mean, there's no doubt you can find a a bad apple in every tree, but, um, yeah, you know, the, the whole sons and four thing, no one elevates them to hero status quite the way Phoenix does. No, I mean, okay. And ASU did it too with the guy who kicked the guy in the face and they did, they did. And I didn't like that. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the sons and four thing, first of all, only a loser town like Phoenix, and you know I love Phoenix, but a loser town like Phoenix would make an icon out of, A, somebody who got a fight in the stands, and B, a phrase that only applied to one of their four series. That, you know, fo 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 this ain't. I mean, the reason that that's iconic is because they went fo five fo and it was predicted before the playoffs, and they almost backed it up like that's iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suns and four, they swept one team, an overmatched team that was missing its second best player. Uh, they had to go six to beat both LA teams and they lost at six to Milwaukee. So yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, it's not bulls and six, you know, bulls and six made sense. They won five of their six championships in six games. Okay. That's yeah. a, that's a, a phrase that works. Well, uh, and Bucks and yeah. Six was a Brandon Jennings taunt yeah. that, the, that the city embraced and, from the from an underdog status. Right. You know? I know that was a uh, a little tongue in cheek, basically, because yeah. you know Brandon Jennings and they got that was when they got swept by Miami, right? When yeah. LeBron was with Miami, um, uh, you know, and uh, you know Brandon Jennings is a little bit of a buffoon, but you know, you, hey, you know, I already like Brandon Jennings for bolting on U of A. Mm-hmm. This just gives me another reason for creating a phrase that will you know stick in the craw of Suns fans. So. Indirectly, I got two reasons to love Brandon Jennings, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, just um, you know, to, to to look at the basketball for for a moment, um, Giannis was great. Uh, you know, I mean, Holiday was so good in that game five. Oh uh, yeah, that, you know, I won mean, his he was defense the whole series. But yes, when they finally when they finally made the adjustment to really have him focus on Paul, but then occasionally they'd move him to Booker, and he did a great job on both of them. 
Um, I, I noticed, you know, obviously we talked about game one and game one was really the only one I watched live all the way through because I went, um, you know, we talked about how Lopez was a matchup nightmare. I did notice as the series wore along, there were long stretches. Lopez did play. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the coaching staff of Milwaukee noticed that too. And their best lineup didn't feature him, but he had a nice little stretch there in game six. I think he had six straight points in the third quarter that, you know, helped them kind of, you know, come back from a halftime deficit. So he, he had his moment. Um, yeah, Bud Pat had, the, Bud had the right kind of chemistry. He, you know, he, he, he used Portis the right way. He did. He, he, did. he used Tucker the right way. P.J. Tucker could be mayor of this city. I'm sure. You know, I'm the, sure. He's a, yeah, yeah. He's a classic, uh, you know, cult hero type player. A little, un, you know, kind of an overachieving type player, you know, well, played Europe for a, a long time. Well, and his, <clears throat> he came with the reputation of, yeah, I play defense. I might help right. you on offense. I might not, but I I play defense, and I and, no and, doubt, and that's what no he did. Doubt. He showed up. It he works. played defense, and you know yeah. he locked yeah. down book. You know he locked down Booker, and look, Booker got his, but he had to work. And then when they he became such a problem on the offensive glass at at times yes. in the series. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I did not watch much of the series live, but I did. Uh, I recorded over the weekend. NBA TV played every game, and I recorded game three, four, five, and six, so I could go back and watch. And they didn't they didn't cut much out at all, so it was nice. I got a good good feel of each game, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, got to got to see how the series unfolded in hindsight, um, and loved it, loved it. Uh, just you know, very happy that the Suns didn't win. Uh, which, you know, Giannis, I don't know if I said this to you in text, I might have. Giannis is is a new version of Cam Newton for me. He's not my favorite player, but he's a made man as far as I'm concerned for what he just did to the Suns. Yeah, and he was outstanding. No, he was. No I mean, two ways game, about game it. Game six especially. I mean, the whole series, he was great. But Well, yeah, the I mean, free throw six, shooting in uh, game six when, yes, you know, because, yes. you know, the guy gets fouled at a Harden-like rate normally he anyway he does but yeah. it's not yeah. you know he doesn't shoot 90 percent. but then to to go shoot 90 percent. yeah 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 and i mean there were stretches in the second half where it was like every time down the floor he was making a shot uh you know and it, they just had no answers for him i mean he he you know he owned deandre Aiden. i mean deandre Aiden's a good player and i'm sure he will get better and you know this this was a classic you know what year eight or nine guy against year three guy i guess uh, you know, I mean, he took him to school on more than one occasion with some of those moves to the basket. And it was, it was impressive. Uh, you know, the guys solidified himself. I think he already had, but certainly solidified himself as a, you know, top five star in the league, I think. Well, and you, and, and the other thing is the Suns had to play Aiton because, they they, they you did. know, Giannis is so big. I don't yeah. know if you saw the thing yeah. of his first year in the league picture versus now he's put on 52 pounds of muscle and how much taller he's gotten too it's crazy like you know yeah i mean he he probably was you know six seven six eight in that first picture because yeah yeah yeah, he grew four inches and put on 50 pounds yeah 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 i mean it's it's amazing and you know guys like him man i mean i know it's a different different style of play like durant but you just like you see those guys and you think like how do you defend them you really don't you just, you know, I guess you, need you just him do the miss. best you can to control him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you need him to <laughs> have an off night and, and you know, control the others, which yeah. they didn't do a great job. I mean, Middleton had a couple big games. Holiday had a couple big games. Um, you Portis know, it was, was... Portis, certainly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a 
it's a toss-up series. Could have could have certainly gone the other way, but uh, you know, Bucks made the plays at the end of Game Four to come back. Game Five to hold on. You know, they were up by ten in Game Five and had to had to hold on. But Holiday with that that steal and the and the pass to Giannis on the break, uh, mm-hmm. which you know I'm hoping kind of goes down next to John Paxson shot and you know heartbreaking moments in Phoenix uh, for the for the Suns. But well, and it yeah, was it such was, a uh, clean trip too by Holiday. It was. It was great play and and just I mean one of those plays that I didn't see it live, but you know you can imagine. Or I can I can say if it, if I'd been watching it live, it would have been one of those. Oh my God, what are you doing? And then like, oh, oh the, that was amazing. Well, like, on the, you know. the lob, you know, yeah. Yeah. Giannis at that point was shooting fifty-one yes. percent from the line or something. Yeah, and it's like yeah. Drew just dribble it out to the corner, wait for someone take to foul the, you, take the free throws. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah, the, was... you know you and Middleton are the best two free throw shooters on the team. Exactly. So just hang on to the ball, kill some yeah. clock. But instead, he throws yeah. the alley oop, and, and the play Giannis made to even get the ball near the rim on yeah. that alley oop, let alone to make yeah. it. For like, sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. It was it was not the percentage play. The percentage play is you know dribble it out, take the foul, but it was huge. And then you know the the offensive rebound was big too. I mean, Giannis still misses the free throw; would have been a three point game. Mm-hmm. And I think he tapped it out, didn't he, to Middleton? Yeah, he kind of bounced out to him, and he tapped it back out towards center court and. Yeah, I mean, and then Middleton misses the first free throw too. But you know, it was it was enough. So yeah, great great series, fun fun series. Kind of started out little little slow. I mean, the first three games were fairly lopsided, but game four, five, and six had plenty of drama, and mm. and they certainly all went the way I was hoping. So I can't complain. Yeah, the, and the the series gave you a lot of moments if you were trying to coach like a kids team. Yeah, you know the the play where everyone except for the ref thought holiday got fouled, but Giannis followed with the dunk. Oh man. You know, yes. it's like it was that, a foul. you play yeah. to, you yeah. play to the whistle, you know, yeah, you do, you do. And it was big. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was a, a heady play to stay in it. Uh, yeah, it definitely was a foul. So it been a sixth. Um, but you know, that's, that's how the game is officiated. Sometimes, uh, did definitely you know, on watching the replays. And I know this happens in the playoffs, but they, they let, they let, they let a lot, a lot of go. stuff that they would call in the regular season go. Yeah, both ways. Oh not, yeah. Not saying it was you know biased, but uh, I, I you thought, want that though. I, I mean, thought the I, officiating I was consistent, which is yeah. Frankly, yeah. if it's consistent within the game between the two teams and around the three officials, that's enough. But I For thought sure. it was consistent across the series. You know, they, I would agree. They let, I would agree from what they, I saw. You know, yeah. they let Chris yeah. Paul. You know get in the backcourt and dig and do stuff. And they let drew holiday do it. You know, yeah. they, yeah, they were consistent in how they treated both sides. I thought I would agree. And, and some of the, um, you know, away, well, not really away from the play loose ball, but you know, action that, that a lot of times it's like, Oh, they blow a whistle stops the action. They let a lot of that stuff go, which I like, I mean, unless it's blatant, you know, you want to, you want to see a flow to the game. And it was one of the games in Milwaukee, I think, or no, it was game five. There was a, you know, I was watching it, and obviously I'm watching a replay, so they're they're editing a little. But the the third quarter had great flow, like it was yeah. just it was going and going, and, you know, and not not stopping and starting and shooting free throws. Like man, this is this is how you want basketball to be played. Yeah. So, yes, uh, con- congrats to the city of Milwaukee, and no sympathy for for my hometown. I love it. 
I, you know, I went to that game one and I drove home and thought there's no place in the world I'd rather live than this. I love this city, but God, I hated sports fans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so my, my apologies to your coworker on, on behalf of Phoenix. We're not all like that, but oh, there's no. unfortunately there's unfortunately too many of them out there. And it's, it's why and outside of ASU, it's impossible for me to root for Phoenix teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the uh, on the other NBA news, something that broke or is breaking uh, yeah. while we're talking is the uh, it's draft night, but the potential trade of Russell Westbrook to the Lakers for Kuzma, Harrell, KCP, and a first. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good haul for uh, I, Russell Westbrook. I think it's a good haul. I, I like the trade for the Lakers. You know, Kuzma's. You know, he's, time has run out. Yeah, well, and there. he's bordering on a head case situation. He is. He is. Now, he may thrive better in a in a less pressure situation in Washington, less attention. Away from less LeBron. Less focus on, yeah, away from, well, away from LeBron, away from the cameras in Hollywood and, you know, just, just the, you know, every time you miss two shots, everybody on Twitter is crushing you. You know, when you play, I mean, most teams don't play under that microscope and, Maybe he'll benefit from that, um, like Lonzo Ball has. You know, he's benefited from kind of being away from the glare, I think. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, earlier in the day, the rumor was they were going to send Kuzma, Harrell, and the pick to Sacramento for Buddy Heald. You know, I don't think Westbrook is is the greatest thing going, but I sure would rather have him than Buddy Heald. No offense to Buddy Heald, nice player. But if it's essentially the same package plus Caldwell Pope, give me Westbrook 10 times out of 10. Well, and, and Westbrook, I think, has the personality to to fit in a LeBron system, you know? I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a little square peg round hole to start with because Westbrook is ball dominant and LeBron is ball dominant. And they're gonna, you know, there's probably going to be some bumps, but I I think over time, and and I mean, the one thing you can say is that you know, if you can if you can put him with the second unit. Not saying he won't start, but as the game un- unfolds, you get him a rest, then you take LeBron or Davis out, and you put him second unit. You shouldn't struggle to generate offense. I mean, he he is a he is an offensive generator. Now he misses a lot of shots too, no doubt, but he gets the break going. He gets in the paint. Uh, you know, like that that was a struggle for them this year when LeBron was off the court, and especially when he was hurt. They just they had no consistent offense, and Westbrook certainly will address that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the last time he was a rotation player in L.A., he that was his job was to be a second unit guy. So way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When uh, when he was, you know, maybe the what third or fourth biggest name on that UCLA team. He is. And then uh, he ended up an MVP. Yeah. Wasn't he a a six man? Uh, I think he might have been. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will always remember. When he got drafted, I think he was fourth overall, and thinking like, "Wow, that's really high." I mean, he wasn't that good at UCLA; he was good, but like, "Whoa, what what are they seeing that I'm not?" Well, obviously, there was something that they were seeing. Yeah, I mean, that's a credit to Oklahoma City the the draft run they had. Gosh, I, you know, gosh, they didn't cash three it in. Three straight drafts, but, three straight MVPs. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Durant, Westbrook, Harden, and three consecutive drafts, and. All that got him one finals appearance. Kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. 
And then those guys all played together in pairs later. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, I mean, at least Durant has won two titles. Uh, nothing for Harden or Westbrook yet, but they'll certainly be on teams that are on the short list of contenders next year, it looks like, oh, if the sure. Westbrook deal goes through. So. Um, I guess the uh, the NBA with the draft now is interesting, less so for Bucks fans because they, they the trade – which when you win, you never have to apologize. But the Drew Holiday right. trade means that draft night is is kind of boring for Bucks fans for a few years. No, no, no pick tonight or no first round no pick. No first. At least. No, yeah. I, I okay. think it was three firsts and swaps to get Holiday. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, but you're but right. Worth it. It, it was it was a move that paid off. I don't think they win that title with Eric Bledsoe. I don't think uh, so either. You know, I mean, uh, I'm not. I don't think Eric Bledsoe's horrible, but I don't think that would have been the move that put him over the top. Um, and yeah, I saw the uh, the Suns traded their pick too. Not that I'm a Suns fan, but you know, neither neither Finals team has a uh, first round pick. The Spurs are in the lottery, not mm-hmm. not high in the lottery, but you know, see who they come away with. Probably someone from Europe. Yeah. That's generally the way it goes. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see tonight. You know, the <clears throat> draft is. I muse about this every year. It's it's uh, it's not like the old days. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, the NBA draft was like loaded with guys you really knew a lot about, you saw for years in college. But you know, it's it's more of a hey, this is a good pick. Let's let's evaluate in two or three years where the guy's at. Um, let's pivot here because we have a lot to get through today. We do. We do. Um, briefly on the Olympics, Katie Ledecky not striking gold everywhere but still incredibly dominant uh women's basketball for the u.s has been incredibly dominant men's basketball struggling mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean they look good in the last game although it was against the team they should look good against yeah um the the most interesting storyline is obviously simone biles pulling out of uh the team and the individual all around yeah um to, to a mixed reaction I think online. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the so so. It's funny you say mixed reaction because you know I had my reaction and I you know didn't didn't mesh with some, but I I saw a golf writer that I followed and obviously he's not you know an expert on that, but he <laughs> tweeted something that resonated with me. Uh, uh, you know, basically kind of getting at like, does everybody have to have an opinion and share their opinion on everything? Yeah. And I kind of thought like, yeah, I'm with that. Like. I don't know gymnastics. I'm not going to claim to. Um, I guess my my what bothered me more than the move itself was the people that are talking about like how brave it was. I'm not sure about that. Like she made a selfish decision, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, sometimes a selfish decision is the right decision. Yeah, but I don't think we need to be like praising it like she, you know, uh, you know, picked up and left her family to go, you know leave leave cuba for the united states or something on a raft like yeah you know i mean like yeah it's okay i I don't think she's a horrible person but i i I think we can settle down on the hype yeah i guess i've i've been mulling this over a lot and you and i have texted about this on the side i think where i've come down now on this if if you have to have a take my my take is yeah she did what was best for her yes that's something that for almost everyone almost all the time is something we don't review or debate. Right. Right. Um, so I, I guess I kind of 
along the lines of what that guy said. My take is that she she did what yeah. was best for her. Was yeah. it best for the yeah. team? Probably not. Does that matter necessarily? No, not to yeah. me. Like yeah. I'm not gonna. I'll say this. I, I I'd be curious to know how many of these hot take artists uh, have an opinion about this after the Super Bowl. Like, does this even register or resonate with you at all? Uh, as after the like a, a, that much time, you'll have had. The NBA oh, draft, oh, you'll have had an MLB case. World Series, you'll have had a serial. Will oh, anyone, will no, it resonate or no. matter at all? Uh, you know, because of our short attention span no. fandom. I'll, I'll, I'll go so far as to say most of these people won't care after week one of the NFL season. Like, I mean, we're, we're you know, yeah, it's, it's a big deal right now because it's the Olympics. Uh, you know, it may not even be week one. It'll probably be mid-August. And, and it'll be off the most people's radars, uh, you know, so I agree with you on that. I mean, I guess I guess my my take, it was probably more vitriolic to start with. I've probably backed off it a little as I've thought about it. Um, but I guess my take is one, like I said, I don't want to hear about how brave and courageous it was. I'm sorry, I don't I don't buy that. And two, people comparing it to like Andrew Luck or Michael Jordan. It's not that. We need to work on our analogies. I mean, Andrew Luck retired before the season. Michael Jordan retired in the offseason. I mean, this this woman stopped in the middle of the final competition. It would be akin to Andrew Luck getting to the Super Bowl and after the first quarter saying, I just don't have it. Yeah. He did not do that. You know, so like, I mean, whether that's right or wrong, and I'm not going to pass judgment because I don't know her and I don't, you know, I don't know the sport and whatever. But come on. But, you know, like, Let's let's make a fair analogy at least. Yeah, because uh, I thought about Andrew Luck even as the story came out, and kind of thought like, well, you know, okay, if you want, Barry Sanders, you know, if you want to walk away, great. I don't care. You don't have to play for twenty years. You're done. You're done. But you know, to walk away at that moment bothered me a bit. But you know what? That's what she thought was right for her, and that's really like. Unless her teammates are pissed about it, I guess uh, nobody else should really care. Yeah. I agree. Let's move on now to football before we get into uh, our Pac-12 preview, which is what we're going to do today. Uh, The big news in college football was Texas and Oklahoma asking to be invited to the SEC, uh, notifying the Big 12 that they're opting out, not renewing the contract, which is is a smart move. Because there, there's no breach here. There, there, there's no breach. No. There's, it's we're telling you we're not going to renew the contract. We're not going to renew. Yeah. yeah. Gives, you know, in many ways, is the most fair to the Big Twelve. Like it gives them an opportunity sure. to sure. to try to posture. But I, I thought the SEC response of well, we want to do what's best for all of our uh, member schools and student athletes. Uh-huh. It's like uh-huh. do you or are you just going to take Texas and Oklahoma the second that they're going to. Yeah. And they are. I mean, it's amazing. We haven't talked for two weeks. And two weeks ago, this was not even on the radar. Mm-hmm. Not even a, a <clears throat> mumble of this story. And it went from they're thinking about it to, to done deal. they're leaving the Big 12 to SEC has invited them to they're probably going to accept it as soon as tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so obviously, I mean, and, I mean, this isn't my theory. It's well known out there. This has been in the works for months. Yeah, um, it's it's a fascinating. I mean, God dang, it's a story that just has so many legs because you know you think about the playoff expansion talk, 
and how Greg Sankey and Bob Bowlesby were two of the four people that were, you know, basically put that plan together. All the while, Greg Sankey is waiting to, you know, put the knife in the back of Bob Bowlesby's conference. I mean, it's it's something else. But, you know, Greg Sankey's job is is not to, you know, make the NCAA as a, as a you know, or, or all of college football or all of college sports look good. It's, it's to make the SEC look good. And this is a win for the SEC, at least in the short term. Mm-hmm. Long term, we'll see. You know, I mean, you, you risk becoming, like, too big and uh, a guy, I think it's Ryan McGee, writes for ESPN, mm-hmm. does a podcast. He, he's a Southerner and a NASCAR guy, too. And he, he wrote a column comparing, like, you know, could college football end up like NASCAR where they get so far away from their roots that, you know, they end up, you know, losing the base and, hey, you know, probably a legitimate fear. I think we're not there right now. Um, but, you know, in the short term, it's a huge win for them. They just got two of the biggest brands in football. And and now they probably have, I mean, conservatively, they probably have eight of the top 20 college football programs in the country once this becomes official. Yeah. When you throw those two in with, you know, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, A&M, Florida, Georgia, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Well, and for basketball, Texas is not yeah. a slouch in basketball no. either. Neither's Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma's mm-hmm. been to the Final Four a couple times in the last decade, I think. Uh, you know, and Texas has struggled a little lately, but old Chris Beard is hitting the ground running. And, you know, it's a preseason top five team, it sounds like, for next year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's great value. The fascinating thing, and it and it has it reaches everywhere. It reaches all the way to our backyard, or well, not your physical backyard anymore. My emotional but, backyard. Know, my, yeah, our you know our backyard of ASU is what happens next because there's a next. Yeah, um, but well, I just don't know what happens. I don't know, and and maybe this is a, a pivot into the Pac-12. I I, I don't know if uh, Commissioner Klyavkov uh, instilled a lot of confidence when he said, "Well, hey, we dominate the Mountain Time Zone." Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Right. 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 I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, it's a. It's tricky because the the more I've thought about it, I texted you last week when this was first coming out, and I said, you know, well, you know, if the Pac-12 gets, you know, the three remaining Texas Big Twelve schools and Oklahoma State, you know, and and the more I've thought about it, the more I've realized that's not likely to happen because there's no there's no cachet in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we we tend to do this when when realignment comes up is we tend to like think about it from a nationwide perspective and what makes sense and what we fail to remember and what I'm remembering this time is there is no entity that looks over this from a nationwide perspective. Everybody's mm-hmm. on their own. The SEC's out for themselves. The Pac-12's out for itself. The ACC's out for itself. Well, and that's it's, the uh... it's doggy dog. That's the thing that I saw, and I think it was The Athletic had it. I don't remember if it was Feldman or who, but it was an editorial basically on what if the ACC became the Pac Atlantic Conference and they took the the two LA schools and Stanford and Cal. Oregon and Washington or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or, or what no, if they I, said, what if uh, what if the Big Ten decided, yeah, we're gonna go get Stanford, Cal, UCLA, uh, USC. Yeah. I mean, if there's if there's value out there, if we if we say that nobody's leaving the SEC, and I think that's fair to say, nobody's leaving the SEC, and nobody's leaving the Big Ten. Those two conferences make so much money for their members that those those aren't going to be poached. So where's the value to add? The value is probably in 
USC and UCLA, uh, Oregon, you know, Washington, maybe, maybe Stanford, Cal. Um, you know, so, so the Pac-12, like, it's not in a us. very precarious position. Not. No, it's not. I mean, it's not ASU in Arizona. It's not. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you, you think about the old days and, like, market size. I think we're past that. It's, well, it's brands. Other than the Pac-12 network, everyone can find everything. Right, right. You know, and, and so it's, it's brands. It's who can you put on, you know, ESPN plus streaming that, that interests people. And nationally, ASU and Arizona don't really do that. I mean, I, unfortunately, they don't. Maybe. Maybe, but I'm not sure about that as much anymore. You know, and certainly not football, which we know is driving this train. We know football is is the be-all, end-all of these decisions. So that's why it's like, you know, I mean, people, I read the stuff, you know, well, the Pac-12 could take these four, and then Kansas and Iowa State will go to the Big Ten, and then West Virginia will go to the ACC. And it's like, this isn't the NFL, where realignment is like done from a standpoint of, okay, what makes sense for everybody? When we realigned, we, we kept rivalries together and we kept, we moved, you know, this team there and we moved the Bucks to the NFC South from the NFC Central. And it all made sense. That's, that's not how this is going to go down. This is not going to make logical sense. Probably it's, it's going to be all over the place and God knows where it lands. And mm. I think, I think anything is up for grabs. If I'm the, if I'm the pac 12, this was the idea, and I saw somebody circulate it, but it, you know, it was an original Larry Scott idea back when he was yeah. having good ideas. That, <laughs> you, that you make a you know competitive operation agreement with the Big Ten where you play two non-conference football yeah. games per school, you know, or yeah, per yeah. Pac-12 school against yeah. them. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, I... I I like that idea, and it was a good idea, and it never went anywhere. You know, no, you it was, home and it home, was, even if even if on the uh, the year you get, you know, Rutgers and Maryland, sure, at, at sure. least it's better than you know, CSU Pueblo, exactly, and, and NAU. Well, and and if you can share a TV deal with them, that's a good move. You know, or I mean, obviously that's what it's all about: is TV and broadcast rights. Mm-hmm. And so if you can make that move and share that deal, I, you know, I, I mean, you're not going to get an equal cut of it. No, I but doubt, it makes but, you more you know, attractive because, you know, sure. okay, okay, fine. The, you know, the Big Ten's going to have their deal and you're going to have your deal. But if you told the SEC, uh, the SEC lists CBS, yeah. hey, sure. look, our early season games, you're going to get a Big Ten school traveling to a Pac-12 school. You yeah. Know, if yeah. you wanted, probably each of the first four weeks of the season. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good move, and I think, I think the big thing as we've discussed this, and I, you know, the the Pac-12 cannot afford to just sit on its hands. I mean, from the conference office perspective, because they're going to get, you know, somebody's going to come and try to poach USC and UCLA, and if that happens, the Pac-12 is is essentially the Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean that that's the anchor. Oregon's good and Washington's good and stay, you know, but the anchor is USC and UCLA. Those are the programs. And well, if they go, you're in trouble. Well, and that's the thing is there's no ready replacement. Here. No, there's not. You know, no, what are you going to no. do? You know, that's UNLV, Boise, Fresno, doesn't do it. BYU. Doesn't do it. Doesn't, right. you know. It doesn't. Neither does Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. It just, it doesn't resonate i mean and that's no offense to those programs tcu has in the last decade 
you know, uh, won a conference championship, almost ba- made the playoffs. Baylor, Baylor won the basketball thing. national title. Baylor won the basketball national title. Exactly. You know, uh, Oklahoma State ten years ago was was a win away from going to the college championship game in football. So I mean, it's not like those programs are irrelevant. They're just not relevant enough to move the needle. And the key is like the calculus is like, okay, if you're going to add teams and therefore split up the pie more rather than 12 now to 14 or 16, you've got to be able to make a lot more. So those pieces of the pie grow. And I don't know that adding those four teams does anything to the pie for the PAC 12. I don't think it does. So you got to find a way to piece this together. And I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it is something like that, a, a deal with the, with the big 10 or the ACC, get, yeah. you know, get, get in bed with the ACC. Don't let them raid you go to the ACC and say, you know, Hey, let's, let's work together. Cause the wild card in this apparently is the ACC because of their, their TV deal. Did you read that? Cause it goes to 2036, 2036 and they can't renegotiate unless they expand. So mm-hmm. that means they're going to try to expand. I mean, they're, you know, I think that is a certainty. They're going to try to do something to get out of that. And, and I mean, West Virginia does make sense to them and I could see that, but the big fish is Notre Dame. That's, that's who they want to land is Notre Dame fully. I don't see that happening. I don't think Notre Dame, Notre Dame will play basketball with them. Oh yeah. Notre Dame's there for everything, but I just don't, I don't think they're giving us football independence. They, there's no incentive for them to right now. They've got their own TV deal. Right. You know, and they, they really value that, you know, like, we go to USC every other year. We go to Stanford every other year. Besides that, we, we play Navy. We play, uh, you know, we have the, I mean, Michigan's not every year, but they usually play a couple of Big Ten teams. Like, I don't think they're going away from that just because the ACC wants it. Uh, you know, like, you're going to have to give them an incentive. And I mean, with the if the new playoff thing happens, which is an if, I think at this point, but if the 12 team playoff, I mean, their, their road to the playoff is, is paved every year. If they're good enough, you know, I mean, if they, if they win 10 games, they'll be in the playoff every single year. So here's my, here's my wild idea for the past. Wilder the better, man. It's all in play. I feel like, no. Well, who's the sec school who objects to the Texas, Oklahoma move. A&M. That's who we call. Kind of. I mean, they they ultimately voted yes, but they but, but yeah. they voiced their displeasure. So what if we got yeah. instead of bringing Oklahoma State, what if we brought A and M, Baylor, TCU? Yeah, I mean that would that would resonate. Yeah, the you key play, is you, like you put them with gonna... Colorado, so you got the old yeah. Big Twelve back, the all those yeah. rivalries. I mean, I love the idea. I love the idea of going after it. I just don't know for them. Does that does that make sense? I mean, as much as they may be butthurt about Texas and Oklahoma joining, especially Texas, they're going to make a lot of money. And I don't know that the Pac-12 can can even come close on a new TV deal to sniffing the amount of money that, that they're going to make it. I mean, that was my thought from the beginning with this when they were like, you know, well, we're the only SEC team in Texas. Like, yeah, you know, your hurt feelings will be soothed by that big pile of cash you're going to get from these two teams joining. Yeah. Which I think is the case. I think that's why they changed their tune so fast. It's like, well, we ain't going to find a better deal anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless the Big Ten wanted them, I suppose. If the Big Ten wanted to expand, that that might be interesting for them. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's. I feel like everything's in play. I really do. Like, I think, 
I think expecting this to settle quickly and just like, okay, divvy up those big 12 teams and, or the big 12 adds some teams from the American or vice versa. Apparently the American is trying to post the big 12. Uh, that's too simple. I think, I mean, it may end that way for now, but I don't think so. I think there's more dominoes than that. Yeah. It's the other, you know, I don't know. Did you see the whole thing with ESPN and the big 12? Oh, the cease and ESPN. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, that's what's so crazy about this, man. They're, they're a TV partner. And Bullsby is saying they're actively trying to destroy the conference. And, you know, and, and I think they probably are. I, I don't have a hard time believing that. Because mm-hmm. if they, I mean, they want to get Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC as soon as possible. And if the conference crumbles, that could be as soon as next year. Yeah. Well, and I do think that, you know, we're at a precarious time, much like we were a few years ago. Yeah. You, you know, you don't want to be the Mountain West. No, okay. you don't. You, you don't want the Big East. Yeah. You, this is a time, right, where you need to – it's musical chairs, and you need to be, you need to be in a chair. You Absolutely. Can, you cannot be BYU. A, BYU taught us the lesson. You can't be BYU. Yeah, you, you – this is musical chairs, and it's a competitive game of musical chairs. And, and so, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, from ASU's perspective – you gotta, you gotta find a match, or you gotta hope the Pac-12 is aggressive, and uh, because the the regional days, I feel like they're over. I mean, they've been over, yeah. you know, since since the SEC went into Texas, since the Big Ten went to Maryland and New York. Uh, you know, the whole like, well, the Pac-12, they they got the West Coast, to, you know, on lockdown. Don't worry about that. Not anymore, man. I mean, you know, like the ACC could go get USC. As crazy as that sounds. You know, why not? Swing for the fences if you're the ACC. Yeah. Well, then you just become, the Pac-12 teams become the Coastal. Yeah. Yeah. You just do, exactly. I mean, you do two divisions and maybe you even make it where really only football, they have any overlap. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, you go get, you know, eight of the Pac-12 teams and you make yourself into a, you know, or 10 of them, you make yourself into a 2014 conference and you basically say, okay, non Football, we're basically going to treat this like we have two separate conferences. We're not going to have the volleyball team from you know USC traveling to play the volleyball team in Clemson, but we will have the football team do it. And you know maybe we'll have a conference tournament at the end that brings everybody together for the other sports. Yeah, I guess you cough up the auto bid for basketball. That's yeah, I, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a wild ride, I think, for a while. I think it's gonna be a bit before it settles down, and we're like, okay, this is where it's landing for now. I mean, the, the Oklahoma Texas move just feels like the, you know, somebody just tripped over the cord and and unplugged the computer, and now it's like, man, we got to restart this whole computer, and we have no idea if it's gonna restart like it used to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the pack, the problem with the regional stuff is the Pac twelve feels so isolated it does you know it does we can't if we stay regional there's no other power like right you know boise used to be a nice story but they're meh exactly and i don't know i mean does yeah you're right does boise and byu and unlv move the needle at all i don't think so i mean it'd be well it'd be mildly interesting for like a month but byu already plays utah so they don't need this uh, right right you know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, you know, so, so who are you going to, if you're the Pac-12, who are you going to get 
that's a marquee acquisition, considering you're very likely not stealing anybody from the SEC or Big Ten. If if so, I'm being aggressive, maybe it's Kansas. Yeah, I mean, you, certainly for basketball. And you just that, try to say, like, okay, maybe Arizona playing Kansas and UCLA playing Kansas every yeah. year becomes, like, Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, for basketball, Kansas certainly has value, no doubt, no doubt. And I think it will probably get them a seat of one of those musical chairs, because football sure will not, but I think their basketball program is good enough and, and historic enough that, it you know, they won't get left behind, I don't think. But uh, if you got Kansas yeah. and Baylor, would you be content with a Pac-14? I mean, it's interesting. It's it sure doesn't help your football positioning at all. Um, but it, you know, but I guess what if it, you posture the conference differently? Now we're a basketball conference. We're the old yeah. ACC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and there's there's something to be said for that. I suppose uh, almost in some ways waving a white flag and you know keeping up with the Joneses in football. I hate to say that, but it you know it might be there. We might already be there, and we don't know it yet. Uh, you know, so well, and maybe you have a breakthrough. Maybe you have a year where you have a a UConn. You could, type, you sure could, you know, yeah, but, yeah. You know, but, but you add them, uh, and you say, "Look, we're going to have a team in the Final Four. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so so here's my other thought, and obviously it comes with you know its challenges, but. Does the Pac-12 try to poach somebody or somebody's from the ACC rather than letting the ACC come get them? Just, you know, I mean, if you really want to be aggressive, could you could you try to say, hey, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, whatever, you know, join us. We'll make a we'll we'll lead the train. Yeah. I don't know if you could do it. So you get but, so you go get Clemson, Florida State, South or uh, North Miami, North, North Carolina, Carolina State. Because you, yeah, I mean, you probably can't get North Carolina without Duke. Probably not. But be, I mean, I, again, we're spitballing here. Yeah, get but I all. would love to get Duke. I mean, Duke's the yeah. same as Kansas, but with better football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, get, go get you know, go get the four North Carolina schools: Florida State, Miami, Clemson, and Georgia Tech. I don't know, you know, yeah. or, or Louisville. You know, I, I mean, swing for the fences. Gun well, the you ACC. don't have to take an even number from from the ACC. Take. No, you know, you just I make a Godfather offer to Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, and then you say, yeah. you know, we need one more. So, who gives us the best offer to come join this party? Right, right, right. I mean, I don't know, man. It's gonna be. Or you just kick Utah back out. <laughs> you could, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Utah Colorado edition is why. And I was going to say this when we were talking about like, oh, Boise State and BYU, and like Utah and Colorado really didn't didn't improve the conference at all. And that's no slight to them. You know, Utah is a good football program. We're going to talk about the Pac-12 this year, and and I think they're going to be good again. And you know, Colorado's had a couple good years and had a decent basketball program, and it, but it just it doesn't it didn't improve but, the standing of the conference one bit. Yeah, nationally, no one cares. No, no, you know, and 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 I think adding. You know those Texas schools and and Oklahoma State would be the same thing. It would just be like, oh well, you got new new teams, but you know, think about here. Think about the ASU fan base. Does a does a biannual uh, visit from Texas Tech really move the needle, or TCU, or Oklahoma State? Not no. I mean, you know, it might be fun the first time, and then you'd just be like, ah, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, it's just not the same, you know, it'd be like if we played Kansas State in football. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, not, it's not that. Kansas I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's exciting if it's a non. We have, a you know, a, a home and home coming up with Oklahoma State soon. And that will be kind of exciting if, if it happens. Who, who knows with all the realignment, I guess, you know, all that stuff could be thrown into flux. But if it happens, like, uh, you know, okay, that one-time visit from them, cool. But every other year, be like, you know, it just, it'd be exactly like Utah. It'd be like the first time, it was like, oh, yeah, Utah, first time, cool. And then by the second time, it was like, oh, Utah's here, cool. Yeah. And, and then that's it. You, you, you know, like no one cares after that, or yeah, at least not that many. Well, because we talk about the way you feel about playing Oregon football and USC football. Or yeah. UCLA basketball and Arizona basketball. Because I do believe that it's not just the rivalry with Arizona. I think when they go sure. play at Washington State, people care. I agree. In Pullman. I agree. Yeah. But adding another adding another Utah, like you said, doesn't, you know. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't help anybody. And I don't it doesn't think. help I mean, with TV. Like, no. You know. And that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, certainly in stadium and in arena attendance is a factor. And that, I'm sure it factors into the SEC's decision to take Texas. I mean, you know, like, you know, at those places that aren't necessarily selling out every game. And they're dealing with some loss of in-person attendance. Like now, you can pitch. You know, hey, Oklahoma's coming here every other year. Texas is coming here every well, other year. And, and that like, fan base know, will travel. So Vandy doesn't sell will. out. Okay, Oklahoma fans will fill. They it. will. And and I'm sure for those two fan bases. I mean, if I'm if I'm in, like if I live in Austin and I'm a Texas alum or Texas fan, the idea of my conference home schedule featuring some mix of you know Auburn, Alabama, LSU, A and M. Florida, Georgia versus TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State. Like that. I mean, it's not even a comparison. I'm much more excited about that first one. Yeah. So I get it, but you're right. I mean, getting back to it, TV's where the where the bread and butter is, and it's and it's not just like cable households anymore. I don't think that's as big of a deal. It's it's streaming and it's branding, and that's why you know. That's why this is a tricky calculation because it's not as simple as just like, oh, get more, get into TCU because it gets you the Dallas area. I don't think that matters anymore, or at least it doesn't matter as much. No, I, you know, you need something that will draw eyeballs. You know, yeah. just being in, you know, n- near New York doesn't make Rutgers a great acquisition for the Big Ten. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, I mean, the Big Ten's doing well. Obviously, but, but I don't well think that has. Sp- I would say somewhere between, in spite of or neutral yes. result of their because expansion. of Rutgers and Maryland. I yeah. agree. I agree. Rutgers and Maryland haven't added any value to the Big but, Ten I at mean, all. It's been a great move for Rutgers to sure. have joined the Big sure. Ten. Sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing about the whole last round of realignment. Is you think, aside from probably A and M going to the SEC. And especially the initial, like the first year they were there, you know, Manziel and the success they had. Like it's it's mostly underwhelming. Utah and Colorado haven't added much to the Pac-12. Rutgers and Maryland have added very little to the Big Ten. Missouri hasn't added much to the SEC. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess the ACC from the previous round when they got you know Miami and Syracuse and the, yeah, you know I mean, some of those the teams. Death like of the Big you know, East. Is really it's more a cautionary tale of what happens if you are on the contraction side. Yes, and and the Big Twelve's experiencing it now, which is oh yeah, it's not just that it weakens you immediately that you might fold, but it also makes your position that much more precarious. Like if right now 
Washington and Oregon State decided they were going to bolt yeah. uh, and join a conference with Boise, Fresno, BYU, UNLV, yeah. Reno. Okay. Right, but, right. But then, if that happens, so now we're back to the Pac-10, and then, yeah. you know, Utah and Colorado are like, hey, you know, we'd, we'd rather be in a right. division with right. Oklahoma and Texas schools and Kansas schools. Right. You know, then we're down to eight. Now it's a problem again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an immense first challenge for this new commissioner who I think, you know, we, we talked about him a couple months ago when he got introduced and it was like, well, you know, it's a, it's a win-win, you know, for him out of the box because he gets to negotiate the new TV deal, which will be better than the last one, no matter what. And, you know, there'll be some improvement. I, that's probably not the case anymore. Like he's, he's got, he's got work to do. You know, he does not get to come in and get comfy for six months and then figure it out. Like you better, you better be working right now. Yeah. Well, I guess let's talk about the Pac-12 football preview. I, I, I don't want to give it short shrift, but I almost feel like we have to, we've been going for 45 minutes or so. We have been. been. Um, Well, I mean, do we, I don't want to postpone it. No, let's, Let's talk through it, but it may okay. also be extended or referenced in future talks. Um, yeah, we can do that, yes. But let's, ASU talk, I'm yeah. sure, we'll, we'll get into that as well. So so let's go very quickly and look. Uh, the media voted ASU third. Yeah. <clears throat> behind USC, behind Utah for the South. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jane Daniels, second team offense. Uh, Rashad White, second team offense. Which I was surprised by. I thought we'd yeah. get a, one, you know, one of the guys on first team, and instead we get one on second. Now I don't know yeah. that I would, you know, who I would say Broussard, Borgie, who I would take off. But I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a tricky one. There's there's some good running backs in the in the conference, and Slovis was the first team quarterback, right? Slovis was the first team quarterback. ASU's only first team offensive guy was Donovan West. West, right. Uh, but right. Deesh was second team. And then defensively, Lole first team, Chase Lucas first team, uh, Tyler Johnson second team, yeah. Evan Field second team, and uh, Michael Turk first team punter. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I DJ mean, Taylor was first team all purpose or second team all purpose. Was he? I didn't even okay, see that. I didn't see that. Okay. Okay. I didn't see that either. Yeah. As yeah, the I mean, return specialist and all purpose player, which you know, good, great, grand. Yeah, yeah, Wonderful. yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we we've got we've got plenty of firepower. I feel like this year, it's just um, you know, the big question looms. Uh, you know, is just how this year is going to go for us. And you know, we'll 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 talk more about ASU, obviously, and when we when we get to that. But uh, you know, it just it's it's tough to feel real good about it, uh, just because we've already got one coach on a paid leave that I don't expect to ever see him return. And I'm not sure he's going to be the only one. And that's where I get nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's going to be a question I think now of continuity and how many volunteer coach yeah. you know, grad yeah. assistants, how ready are they to step in? Because yeah. you're going to be, I, I don't think it'll touch the coordinators. I don't think it'll touch the Probably coach, not. but I do Probably think not. you're going to start seeing, you know, what are what's going to happen with the corners with Hawkins? What's going right. to happen with the receivers with Gill? With like Prentice Gill, exactly. You know, yeah, because they're mentioned too. So you 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 wonder like why just Adam Brenneman at this point? I mean, you know, Brenneman's he, the one who they said direct receipts right. of the purchases. 
That's true. Um, That's true. I yeah. believe yeah. that they've got either Hawkins or Gill with Jaden Daniels' mom. Right. I, I think, think it was, it was Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, you know, now this is, I suppose, where a veteran team, and we do have a veteran team, helps your cause. Yeah. You're not, you're not putting a bunch of young guys out there who don't know what they're doing. You should have a, you should have a team that can, in some ways, not totally, but in, in some ways, coach themselves. So ironically enough, much. tight end is probably our most true. new guys. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. But, you know, could just lead to yet another in, in the long line of years where we've been told, tight end, this is the year. Uh, you know, it's the it's the new Herb Sendek. We're going to start running and gunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, every April, we hear, watch out for the tight ends this year. And by October, we're like, do we play any tight ends? Yeah. Do we even have any on our roster? Yeah, we sh- we'd be better off just putting another offensive lineman yeah. in a, a jersey yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But, all right, well, let's 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 go through. Let's go through the Pac-12. We'll start with the North. Do our, our picks. What do we think? Sure. Why why don't you go first? Um, okay. What did what is your North? And to be clear, there was no North offensive player uh, at quarterback. It was two South guys, and the North right. is also underrepresented on uh, defense. I think overall. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I, so. Uh, you want me to go in order? Just yeah. go one through six, kind of. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a new thought process. I, you know, I think. I, yeah, I think. Uh, I think Oregon is is the logical pick. I mean, you could make a case for other teams, but they've got the most talent. Uh, their defense should be really good. I mean, with Thibodeau, with Noah Sewell, uh, Justin Flo. Yeah, I mean, they've got they've got blue chippers on defense. Um, you know, the the key I think for for them is like. You know, can they get to the highest end, which is playoff contention? Is quarterback is Anthony Brown up to it? Uh, mm-hmm. If he's not, do they do they go to the freshman Ty Thompson, who's supposed to be really good kid from from the Phoenix area? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, true freshman, that's a big ask. Uh, and it appears Anthony Brown is going to be the guy out of the gate. You know, like they that's it seems like after spring ball. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's he's the guy. He's got a lot of experience. You know, two two or three year starter at BC. Played some form last year, late in the season. And one thing that the new, you know, four-game redshirt rule is, you can try to figure it out and and see, you know, they can play the freshman. With Thompson. Yeah, and just see, does this work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the the, the huge game for them is is week two at Ohio State. Uh, They were supposed to have Ohio State come to them last year. Obviously, it didn't happen. I I assume that'll get made up at some point. you know, I think Ohio State is mildly vulnerable, but I think one of the things they're most vulnerable to probably is a good passing team, and I don't know if Oregon's it. Like, they, you know, they got Verdell and Die back. Brown's mm-hmm. a good runner himself. Not sure that they could throw it well enough to really challenge Ohio State's somewhat questionable secondary. And and so, I just, I don't know. Can they go on the road and win at Ohio State? That seems like a, a, a too much of an ask. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I, I think they're they're my you know pick to win the North. Um, second, I thought about a couple different teams, uh, but I'm, I think I'll go Washington. Did you want to um, go Cal? Uh, yes, that, I did think for about me, Cal. That, so my my hard choice in the North was that I yeah. I did the same as you, but I I was I stared long and hard at making Cal my two. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did too. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they're going to be good defensively. That seems a given. They always mm-hmm. are. Um, you know, it, it, they're such a hard team to get a read on. And, and you know, should have said this out of the box probably. You know, it's so hard to read into anything that happened last season for anybody in the conference. Because it was such a short season. Very few teams played even the, the maximum number of games they could have played. And so it's like, it's just hard to, you know, like Cal had a weird year and like, I don't know, do I read anything into that? I'm not sure. So, uh, but yeah, I, I went Washington and then Cal. Um, not, you know, Washington's another one. They only, they played four games last year and never left home. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you read into that? How do you, how do you take anything from that? Uh, you know, they, they, they never played a road game. So you got this, you know, quarterback back who, you know, looked okay last year in his first year as a starter, but like, I don't know. Do we know if he's even? Do we know if he's even the best quarterback on the roster? They also have a really talented freshman, Sam Heward, uh, Damon's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I mean that, which by the way makes me feel old. Mm-hmm. That you know, Brock Heward's Matthews. sons are are now are now playing quarterback for Washington. Yeah, uh, but uh, we are old, I guess. So that's the way it goes. But but uh, I went Washington, then Cal, then I I'm going to go Oregon State fourth. I'm going to go off the board a little. I think they might they might you know have a little bit better year. I'll go Stanford five. They looked good last year offensively. Defense was horrible. And I don't know if it's going to be that much better. And they're replacing Davis Mills. You know, they have to go new quarterback. Um, just don't know how good they are. And then I go Washington State six. Don't think they're terrible, but somebody's got to be last. And I just wasn't wowed by anything about them. So we are very similar. I... I had Oregon one. The offense is the offense is the offense, you know. Right. And right. then they've got Thibodeau to anchor oh, the man, defense, yeah. and it's they just, should be really good on defense. I think. Yeah. You know, they've got a first team receiver, all conference media vote, first team all or I'm sorry, second team all conference receiver, second team all conference running back, yeah. first team defensive end. For you know, they they're a loaded team, and they've got yeah. all the money in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I think they're going to win. I, we're the same one through three, Oregon, Washington, Cal. Okay. I struggled here, and here's why. Stanford, to me, and, and David Shaw have generally earned a benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, like he's, sure. They've just, you know, you, you bang them every year for eight wins at least, and... Sure. You just say, okay, well, can, can Oregon State or Washington State reasonably, realistically catch them? Yeah. The, the problem for me is, one, Shaw's comments about ASU upset me, which I, I'm, not letting, <laughs> I'm not letting impact my pick, but that made me gotcha. take a harder look at this. Gotcha. And two, do, who, where's the, like, Stan, Stanford's got a, another solid defensive line. Yeah. But – but not a difference maker like they've had in the past. Right. You so know, Solomon Thomas. You know, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of missing that real big impact guy on defense. It feels like. Right. Whereas, and this is where I, so I went way off the board and I could be nuts. I think Washington state has the pieces on offense to like, you know, outscore teams, like actually go outscore teams. Not, they you know, not, yeah. not leech style. So, no, but they, I mean, they, they're going to run that wide open offense still. Yeah. I mean, Rolovich comes from Hawaii and, and that's the style they want to play. So 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I picked them six, but I, I guess I should say, like my four, my four, five, six, I could have gone in any order. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't look at that and think like, okay, clearly this team is four. Clearly this team is six. It was kind of like a throw them all in a hat, and uh, I'm I'm banking on Oregon State taking a step forward, and yeah. I think you're doing that with Washington State, and yeah. you know, I think they're equally as likely. So you know, when you look at the media vote. Oregon State and Washington State are are very close. They're six points apart, right? Yeah. And, and they're you know twenty four and thirty points ahead of Arizona. So it, it there's a lot right. a lot closer, tighter feel among those schools than there is on the South side. Right. My inclination is to bet on on the improved coaching and and the better luck that I just think maybe David Shaw got passed. So this could be one of those ones yeah. where we mark this down as a bad one, but I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Oregon, Washington, Cal, Washington state, Oregon state, Stanford. And I, and I think that, last. And, yeah. and I just think it's going to be a lot of, you know, that between three and five conference wins down there. I, mean, I think you could be right. I, so yeah. I think what, two years ago, didn't Stanford go four and eight yeah. in 2019? Right. And then last year, now give them credit last year. They, you know, they started 0-2, but that was, you know, Davis Mills missed the first game because of a false positive test and then could barely practice for the second game. But and they appeared to have was, righted the ship. They did. They won four in a row to finish the year, I think, and he played well. And, like, if he was back, I'm not saying I'd pick him to win the division, but I'd be higher on him because he seemed to kind of come into his own finally. Um, but, you know, he made probably the right decision when when high third round you know gonna yeah. make some decent money and he might be the starter for houston by mid-season for all we know um you know so uh, I, I mean it's a it's a good move but i just like i looked at stanford i, I read every one of the athletic state of the programs to get ready for this and you know kind of i didn't i didn't read every position by position because they just go through so many names that it starts to blur but, you know, read the write-ups, and I'm like, man, I just don't see a lot of, like, big-time difference makers for Stanford, which they've they've had consistently for the last 10 years. Like, a great offensive lineman, or a great running back, or a great quarterback, or, you know, and or a great defensive lineman like Thomas was. And they just, yeah, they don't seem like they've got it. And they were incredibly resilient last year. They couldn't practice at home. They had to, you know, they couldn't even stay there. They had to, you know, be on the road nonstop practicing on high school fields sometimes. Give them all the credit in the world for what they did. And I just don't think they're that good this year. And that's – so that's kind of my thinking is, you know, they've got all of the the structure of a traditional Oregon team, but, but they haven't shown it with the guys who they have yeah. as much to me. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, between – you know, I think Oregon State – I think it's. I'm comfortable saying they made a good coaching hire a few years ago. I think so too, and, and that's that's why I ultimately went with them fourth because I feel like he's he's done a nice job there, and and they've got you know they got some good, they got a couple good quarterbacks. Not sure who the starter will be, but you know they both they both played last year and had some success. Uh, you know, I feel like there's just there's enough momentum there to not make a run for the division, but to win six or seven games. I would think. Yeah. And for me, with Washington State, it's you've got a running back who you trust. You've got a, an yeah, offensive line yeah. that's pretty good. And you've got a system that we've seen work there, not with these guys, but that we've seen work there. Right, right. So I, I'm putting them in Oregon State ahead. I think they leap Stanford, yeah. and I, I just, you know, 
I was kind of just yeah. guessing. So I'm picking Washington State over Oregon State because it'd be sure. cooler to be right on picking the sixth <laughs> team than the fourth team. Gotcha. No, hey, I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I think I, I feel pretty much the same. I mean, I, I think, uh, I think the only teams I could see winning the division are Oregon and Washington, and, and maybe not even that. I, like, I'll, I'll be surprised if it's not Oregon. Yeah. I'll just say that. You know, I mean, I think they're the best team pretty clearly. Now, Washington does get them at home, um, and I think, I think Washington's schedule is fairly favorable. From what I was looking at, like it's it's enough that you think like, hey, if they get if they get hot, you know they they can get some breaks because I think let me look at it here. I was I was looking at it. They, I mean, they go to Stanford, they go to Oregon State, they go to Arizona and Colorado. That's not a brutal. That's road a stretch that's a conference. pretty cush rose. It is. You know, it is. They miss, schedule. They miss USC entirely. Uh, they miss Utah. Those are their two misses. Mm-hmm. They get ASU at home, so I mean, of the top three teams in the South, according to the poll, they miss two and play the other one at home. They play Oregon at home. Like I mean, uh, you know, it, it sets up for them. Now they have a week two trip to Michigan, which will be a, a fascinating one, I think, for both teams yeah. uh, to see where both teams stand. But uh, you know, it's it's a doable schedule. I just I don't know. It's again, it's real hard to read into them. They had a new coach last year, and they, they had a nice year, but. They had a nice, what, quarter of a season, ultimately. Yeah. They played four games. So it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to be like, oh, well, that Jimmy Lake's got it going. He might. We just haven't seen enough to know. Yeah. Well, let's shift real quick to the South. Um, okay. Because I don't, want, I don't want to belabor this too, too much. Um, no. Given that we have a whole ASU podcast, but. We do. We do. I, the top four to me are close. ASU, USC, Utah. Um, and USC and UCLA UCLA are, uh, I agree. I agree. And, and all of them received votes. You know, did Chip Kelly put it together? Did he figure something out during this season? I I I don't know. That's a tricky one. Again, I mean, it's like every team in the conference. First of all, they went three and four. So should Mm -hmm. we be too excited about an under 500 record? But they did show some life. I mean, Mm -hmm. they, you know, they, they, they probably should have beat USC. They probably should have beat Stanford. I mean, both of those games, they were up most of the game and lost, you know, shootouts. Um, Thompson Robinson seems like a pretty good quarterback. You know, he's kind of come into his own as finally as time has gone on. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's it's hard to be overly confident based on such a small sample from last year. So I'm going to guess that you've got Arizona, Colorado, six and five. Uh, I do, side. and... and in that order, as far as Arizona six and Colorado five, uh, you Me know, too. I think, I think those are, so, whereas I said, you know, I'm having a hard time convincing myself really that anybody but Oregon could win the South or the North, the South, I, I agree with you. Any of the other four could win and I wouldn't be surprised if UCLA won the South, I would not at the end of the year be like, wow, I sure didn't see that coming. Right. Uh, you know, like they could do it. I'm not picking that, but I think they're good enough to. Yeah. My fandom is is forcing my hand, so I, I'm going to take ASU to win, and I'm going to go ASU, USC, UCLA, Utah. Um, now Utah, oh, yeah. three three people picked Utah to win the conference title uh, yeah. in the media poll. I I just think that there's a lot of talent on these, but ASU is bringing everybody back, and that I has agree. to matter. I agree. And the way Luke, uh, the way Lucas and and Daniels were talking at media day. 
us, right. us against the world, chip on your shoulder. Look, you know, you and I have talked about this. For sure. And, and it felt sure. like it with basketball. And we said, you said it's gonna. We're gonna say the same thing about football, and it's true. But <laughs> this is it. If this isn't it, yeah, it's not happening. I agree. I agree. I mean, not not with this group, and I, and I don't just mean players. Obviously, not with this group because we're gonna lose a lot of players after this year. Um, but with this staff. I really feel like this is it. Given especially the scandal that surrounds them, yeah. I don't think they're going to have five more years to get it right if this isn't it. So, yeah, I think it's 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 kind of a now or never. I, I, I'm with you. I'm picking ASU to win this out. Now, I, I think we should both reserve the right to revisit that at the end of August when we do our ASU. Oh, of course. If anything has changed. Yeah. Personnel-wise and coaching-wise. Yeah. You know, if there's like – look, like, it's it's yeah. still July. There's a, <laughs> a full yeah, fall yeah. practice let's, before, you know, any of this exactly. is – Exactly. You know. Exactly. Let's, uh, let's kind of, you know, let's write this in pencil for now that these are our picks because if, if the core is still there, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, all of a sudden, uh, Jade Daniels isn't practicing anymore because his eligibility is in doubt, nah, everything's off the table. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Now, I, I'm higher on Utah. I got Utah second. Okay. I think, you know, Utah's always good on defense, kind of like Cal. You know what they are. And I think Charlie Brewer's a pretty nice addition at quarterback. I mean, yeah. He's a four-year starter at Baylor. He had success at Baylor. You know, I, I, I think that's a, a big win for them. The key is, can he stay on the field? You know, he's, he's had injury problems, concussion problems, and things like that. But and Utah you know, quarterbacks I, are notoriously injured. Injured prone, yes. And they, and of course, they, you know, they don't have Ty Jordan, who was great last year, and he, you know, yeah. died. No other way to say it, uh, which is, you know, still stunning to think about that. But uh, I mean, that, you know, with him, I might say they were the favorites. Without him, that's that, you know, takes a hit. But uh, um, I got Utah too. I got. I got USC three. I'm just not super high on USC. Slovis did not look right last year. Um, I don't know if he's, if something got messed up with his arm, but he, you know, like I read this article in the off season about, Oh, he's worked on things. I'm like, I see it to believe it with that. He looked off. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and I do, when it comes down to it, I just, I don't trust Clay Hilton that much. Um, And so I'm going to, I'm going to take them three. I'm going to ride the fence. Yeah. Like if I was really brave, I'd take them four, but I'll, I'll, I'll put three and then I'll go UCLA four. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would not totally shock me if USC just bombed. Like if, if USC finished five and seven, I wouldn't be sh- totally stunned. Yeah. That would probably spell the end of the chip. Kelly I era. think so. I think so. I, I think, um, I mean, given that the, you know, the AD is new, I, I think anything less than eight. Gosh, uh, it was definitely less than eight, and I'm not sure eight is enough to keep him. I don't know. I mean, it, eight and four would be like, gosh, that's that's it. That's all you got. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. And and you know, Chip Kelly's an interesting one too. Like, is he? There's some positive momentum, but if they lay an egg this year, does does he go? I think it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Um. Do you? So, the only other question is conference title. Do you want to withhold that for the ASU? No, we can do it. I mean, if you want to do it, we'll do it. My heart says ASU. My yeah. head says Oregon. I'm with you 100%. So I'm going to take, <laughs> I'm gonna take Oregon. Yeah, um, I probably will too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. Oregon just seems like they've got the most talent in the conference. And, and you know, 
oftentimes we we overthink it and you know yeah, well if this happens if this happens I, I mean having the best players usually matters and and I think they have the, the lion's share of the best players yeah well and I just feel like the Thibodeau versus Dish mashup is not gonna yeah go well, yeah you know. now we have had Oregon's number you know when we played them yeah. of late um you know beat them beat them two times in a row at home we we lost to him up there in 2018, although in a very tight game. Um, I think it was 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was 2019 was when we beat him here. With, with yeah, Herbert. on the um, pass to Ayuk. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they they don't own us like they used to, but it just feels like they're better. Now that, now that said. Anything you know, can happen. They seem to be gettable for a letdown every year with Cristobal, yeah. and that's the big key, like, I think for ASU fans, we're talking like, okay, it's time to make it happen. I bet Oregon fans are having that same conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, it's time to go from a 10-win Pac-12 champion to getting the college football playoffs. Don't have a, a no-show game. I mean, if they if they lose to Ohio State in a fairly competitive game and they win everything else, they'd have a pretty good argument probably for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you can't have a no-show. You can't have a, a game like they had in Tempe in 2019. Which cost them? They, they would have been in the playoff without that game. Yeah. Well, our preview is going to continue. We've got that is. a number that is. of other NFL. It's NFL next, and then we will wind down with ASU. Yes. Uh, well, we got to do the other college conferences too. Oh yeah, we've got. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We could do NFL next. I, I don't care. College what is the rest of college football is next. Then okay. the NFL. Okay. Okay. Then ASU. Which means next week we got to deliver our Heisman picks. Yeah. You got to pick JT Daniels to keep your Georgia quarterback streak going? I might. I'm not. All right. I'm not. Uh, I, I would respect that pick. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad pick. It's, he's on. I'll tell you this right now. He's on my list. Yes, he should be. I think so. He's not my pick, but he's on my list too. Mm-hmm. On the radar, at least. Uh, but we'll be back. You'll get that stuff and whatever else is going on in the world. Until next time. Yeah. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.